no, the top 10% of men don't take all the women at the expense of the other 90%. It's time we stop repeating this flagrantly untrue trope and kill it where it stands. One of the most prominent divisive figures to arise out of the social media era is undoubtedly Jordan Peterson. His unorthodox views on relationships resonate with millions of single men out there. Peterson has a very diverse group of followers, but it's inarguable that his message has been stitched together in such a way as to appeal to single or frustrated men. He's become widely popular as an anti-woke hero and self-help author. And it's no wonder why. He speaks with unshakable confidence. He's an academic sticking up for the uneducated poor and middle classes. He stands up for forgotten men at a time when society has turned a blind eye to their pain. As a former professor, people readily assume he enters the debates with figures, percentages, and data points to back up his convictions. He's viewed as a guru and an intellectual powerhouse. And yet, he's almost always wrong. At least when he speaks about the human sexes, sex itself, and human relationships. Let me explain. First, let's talk about Jordan Peterson's view of human relationships. I'm going to be as polite as possible to Jordan, and as fair as possible to him. He talks a lot about relationships, and he is very open about his views. He'll tell you that casual sex is basically destroying the world. He's very anti-casual sex. He says or implies that feminism is to blame for offsetting the natural power balance between men and women giving women all the power while most men have none. The cherry on top is the idea that if women were given the power to choose whomever they want to date and monogamy was not strictly enforced, the top 10% of the most desirable men take all the women, leaving the other 90% of men single, lonely, and frustrated. Eventually, the theory goes, these men turn violent. It's an adaptation of the Pareto Principle which says that 80% of the consequences of anything come from 20% of the causes. When investing, 20% of your investments will pay big, the other 80% will fail. In business, 20% of your employees will drive your business and your profits, while 80% will be dead weight. Pro tip, whenever you hear obviously neatly rounded numbers like this, it's a huge red flag. People who really know what they're talking about can give you exact numbers and specific details. Whenever somebody throws around rough numbers like 80% or 20%, that's your cue to put on your skepticism hat. To remedy the problem that 10% of the men will run off with all the women, Peterson is an adamant proponent of socially enforced monogamy. He believes straying from strict monogamy will lead to social decline, destruction, misery, and ultimately, ultraviolence. His words, not mine. He often frames casual sex and relationships outside the bonds of long-term commitment or marriage as deviant or decadent. He portrays any sex that isn't the escalator relationship, the kind that leads to marriage, children, and a typical suburban life as being somehow devoid of connection and any sense of responsibility. To Jordan, casual sex must inherently be irresponsible and lack connection. He says non-monogamous sex makes men violent and women unhappy. He never really explains to us how these things happen besides offering us that neat little cherry on top. 
If we allow non-monogamous sex to run rampant and we allow women to choose freely who they want to be with, 10% of the men will steal all the women and all the rest of the guys will be left out to dry. Let's talk about Tinder really quick. I'll give Jordan credit where credit is due. There's one place where his 10% rule does apply, and that's Tinder. On Tinder, studies have shown that men swipe right on more than 60% of the women's profiles they encounter. Women swipe right on 4% of the men's profiles they encounter. Huge disparity. But Tinder is an unnatural environment. The scales are artificially tipped in women's favor by exploiting a basic function of biology. On a whole, women are more choosy and men are more eager to date and mate. By design, by design, Tinder incentivizes women's willingness to forgo dating someone who they aren't super interested in, and it exacerbates men's eagerness. When the next person is just a swipe away, women conserve time and effort, and men splurge all their swipes in hopes of hitting the jackpot. That's why Tinder is a heavily biased sample. Tinder appeals to certain people looking for certain things. All dating sites do. They cater to certain crowds, just like SUVs and subcompact electric cars cater to different groups of people. When we step out of the world of Tinder, Jordan's idea starts to fall apart. Let's talk about numbers. The idea that 10% of the men take all the women is easily disproved with statistics. Only 31% of the American adult population is single, according to Pew Research data. Let that sink in for a minute. If 10% of the men took all the women, you'd expect roughly 90% of men to be single. Surprisingly, singlehood is divided equally between the sexes. 31% of men are single. 31% of women are single. The difference? 51% of men under 30 are single. This is the largest age group for single men. For women, it's the older crowd who are most often single. 49% of women over 65 are single. Younger men and older women tend to be single. The explanation you'll get from Peterson's supporters, and possibly from Peterson himself, goes something like this. Women chase resources. Men chase healthy, good-looking, fertile women. So women date older, rich men, leaving younger men single. Older men date hot, young women until they get older, and then they trade them in for more younger women. But this is not true. It's not even close to true. Two factors explain why older women and younger men are single. The first is the fact that women live longer than men. That means that older women are more likely to be widowed. Then there's the fact that men marry later than women. Whether they're single or out sleeping around, men tend to marry older and women tend to marry younger. This is nothing new. It has nothing to do with the sexual revolution or our culture. At least not in the way Jordan Peterson thinks it does. Since we started taking stats on marriage back in 1890 in America, men have married older and women have married younger. This is because women have always been more likely to assume the role of housekeeper while men pursued careers, college degrees, and postponed marriage. I've included a chart below in this podcast episode, so you can go see for yourself from the Census Bureau what the median age at first marriage is from 1890 until today. In fact, the gap has narrowed as women have entered the workforce. 
Today, men still marry older, but the disparity isn't quite as large as it used to be, and everyone is definitely marrying later. The average age for a woman to get married was 20 back in 1945, and for a man, it was 24. Today, the average age of a woman getting married is 29, and the average age of a man getting married is between 30 and 31. Now, here comes the real kicker. What truly destroys the idea that younger women chase older, wealthier men and vice versa is the simple fact that the second largest age bracket of single women is women under 30. If the top 10% of wealthy, powerful, older men were stealing all the young, quote-unquote, fertile women, their words, not mine, you'd expect to see all the women under 30 taken. But it's the second largest age bracket of single women. A full 32% of women under 30 are single. Think about that. 31% of all men are single. There are more single women under 30 than there are American men on average. Incels, people in the manosphere that Jordan Peterson is worshipped like a god in, and other disgruntled lads will tell you that men can't get dates because women aren't being forced into marriage anymore. But there are more single women under 30 than the American average. There's a slight abundance of single women under 30. They just don't want to date angry, entitled jerks. Now let's talk about desire. One last piece of data truly deals the death blow to Peterson's warped views about sex and dating. How many people want to be single? The same Pew research shows that a full half of single people, both men and women, don't want to date anyone. They have other priorities, whether that's building a career, going to college, or just enjoying the single life. This is actually why it's so hard for single people to find a date. Most people, ironically, are taken, but not by the top 10% of men. They're taken by the other 69% of non-single people. Only 15.5% of people in America are single and actually looking for a partner. That makes trying to find someone a bit of a challenge. If dating is a numbers game, it's not looking good for single people. But eventually, most people find someone, hence why 69% of people are not single. All in all, this is far from the whole casual sex is taking over panic that it's been portrayed as. There are actually so many settled people out there, it's hard to find other single people. And the top 10% of men steal all the hot women jargon? It's just unscientific, discredited nonsense. And it's time we stop saying it.